welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Yes, good evening. This is uh, Paul Sickle. Hey, Paul. So congratulations so from the Democratic Convention coming to Milwaukee. Yeah, so we thought maybe uh, we would have some news after the last time we recorded, and sure enough, they announced mm-hmm. that it will be in Milwaukee. I think people are excited. I think this is uh, this yeah. is going to be a big fucking deal, as uh, Joe Biden as would Joe say. Joe Biden would say it's BFD. Yeah. It hasn't been outside of Chicago. Right. This is definitely going to be a big thing for this town. Hotels are already blocked off, so... You know, if you have a wedding in that in, in July of next year, you might want to check your uh, check your mm-hmm. dates and maybe uh, make some decisions around uh, how you want to schedule right. things. And interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, they did open it up to potentially Miller Park if the nominee or the party wants it, based on the interest level, if they can fill it up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think there'll be a high interest level in uh, in Milwaukee amongst people that want to uh, participate and be a part of uh, this thing. You know, hopefully, it uh, the person that will give that big speech on on the fourth right. night will be the next president. I mean, that's that's right. the hope, right? And there may be some real interest in that. Yeah, um, kind of like there was when Obama ran in two thousand eight. Right, um, and I mean Obama was obviously a unique candidate historically. He was a force multiplier. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, depending on uh, who the candidate is, I mean they'll have to gauge what the. Uh, you well, know, I think opposition to Trump, a good chance it's the first female. Yeah, um, and there's just a lot of reasons to think there might be real interest. In, well, I, um, I, I mean, in a the, bigger venue. Even if there isn't a female at the top of the ticket, I think it goes without saying that there will be a female on the ticket. If not the presidential candidate, then the vice presidential candidate. I think is almost guaranteed. Well, that was interesting. I was watching Gillibrand tonight. Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed with a lot of her rhetoric. I didn't think that the delivery. She really speaks quickly and mm-hmm. ex- enthusiastically, which is cool. And okay. it's sort of infectious. But by the same token, I think it was so fast that I think people are going to have a hard time <laughs> following, following her. her. <laughs> and I can't imagine her becoming the nominee this time around. That said, it's the kind of thing where I think over time she could become more polished. And maybe as a vice presidential nominee, she'd be a really interesting choice. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, she was a good candidate in New York. I mean, she right. she took the reins after Hillary Clinton uh, joined the cabinet. Right. And she won a congressional seat that yep. had trended Republican for years in 2006, mm-hmm. held it in 2008, and then, you know, obviously was a very, very strong uh, political force as a senator yeah. in New York. Part of me says, like, well, maybe she should stay in the Senate because she's been, right. she's been good yeah. for the state. One thing that I liked, I mean, I think for, like, a little bit more mass appeal, she's from upstate New York. Yeah. And she seems a lot more Midwestern for that than reason. she does New York City. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure she campaigns pretty well in Buffalo. and, and Yeah. And, I mean, that's really points. her. So I think the ability to relate kind of in the bus belt might be better than people would have estimated. Sure. So that would be one thing to keep your eye on. Uh, we've had Beto O'Rourke Bet- come Beto's to town. In. Beto's in, and he made a couple of stops in Wisconsin and Madison and uh, Milwaukee yep. today. Yep. So he, and he raised, I think, uh, within a day of announcing, he raised like six point one million dollars. Yeah, but now I've heard that four and a half million was transferred from the Senate. Oh, okay, campaign. so it's a little misleading, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, I so. he's trying to uh, get press. It's know. still a good haul, yeah. but it's not quite the burning level. 
supposedly. Yeah, I just uh, I am skeptical of Beto. I mean, he obviously ran a really competitive campaign against Ted Cruz in Texas last year. When you get beyond personality, though, and you get into the specifics on the issues, I mean, he historically was a fairly moderate Democrat in the House. Yeah. And I don't know that his positions are going to align with primary the, where, where, where primary voters right. are. Yeah. He's young and he's got a big smile. Yeah. And people have no, uh, a nice smile. He's energetic. You know, he's right. passionate, obviously. He projects all those qualities. Right. But yeah, whether or not that's enough to overcome maybe some some of the, his positions or votes uh, yeah. that he took in the House, I don't know. I think that remains to be seen. I think right now that campaign is being driven by personality. Right. And last time we talked, we thought Biden, that obviously there was an opening for Biden here. When he talked to the firefighters, he was said he was, it sounded like he was a couple of weeks away from yeah. a decision. Run, um, Joe, run was the yeah. champ. I think it's. I think he's all but in. I'd be. I would be shocked, just given the poll numbers that show him ahead of Bernie in in a matchup. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how he doesn't announce not going for it. Well, he wants to run. Obviously, right. it would. He would almost need a reason not to at this point. Right. Right. If his, if his polling numbers were not good, or he wasn't competing well against some of these other candidates, then that would be a different story. But if he announces tomorrow. It's going to really force well, some candidates to think about whether or not they want to stay in this I think thing. Beto moved his announcement up because yes. of Biden. Because um, otherwise know, he'd be in the shadow. Three white guys already. <laughs> he, there isn't that much space. One of them is going to become the also-ran. And Beto needed to get in now. Yeah. Uh, lest he become that. Sure. And I do think Biden, if he waits too long, risks... Some of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, people developing affinity for yeah others like Beto, but I, you know, I that said, I think that it's going to be a long, hard slot. Yeah, I think I think we'll know way. within the next week. I, I would expect an announcement, right? Yeah, probably within the next week or week and a half from Biden that he's right. he's in because he has to he has to get in before the story becomes more about you know Biden waffling. Does he really want to do this? You know. Mm. You know, just given the challenges that the family has had the last few years, and so I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think probably by the end of next week, I think we probably know the answer. And I, well, I, I think I think week, we okay. I think we know the answer, but it's just it's a matter of whether or not he's um, mm-hmm. that that uh, the timing is right for the answer. Yeah. So we closer to home. Yeah. Uh, we got a few things going on. Mm-hmm. Here. We could also do a White House insanity check at some point. Would you want to do that now and then uh, do the closer to home? You got something? Do you have something specific? To well, I just noticed uh, there. Trump was really happy. White House insanity check. White House insanity check. I think that. I mean, the tweets about John McCain over the weekend were pretty outrageous. I saw some of that. Uh, yeah, he it was Sunday, right? Yeah. He, he was kind of just gone all over the map, and it, um, people were kind of saying like, "Wow, this is." He's looking more unhinged than usual. Yeah, like, that seemed really unhinged. So, but then he got a really good poll today. Uh, CNN has a poll saying 50% of the public sees the uh, Mueller investigation as a witch hunt. The constant attacks on the investigation is, are starting to pay dividends. They are. Uh, now, there's a lot of criticism, and we, we might want to post this to the uh, Facebook page, but mm-hmm. a bunch of articles now criticizing the wording of the poll. Okay. And it says... And who, who conducted the poll? Um, CNN. Oh, it was CNN. I mean, okay. and, but it was, the poll is worded something along the lines of, 
Uh, Trump says it's a witch hunt and he's been subject to more uh, scrutiny than other presidents because of political reasons. Do, Do you, you agree, agree with this? <laughs> That's kind of leading. <laughs> well, right. So the idea, some would say, some have argued, well, you're quoting him, so you're asking him if you agree with the statement. Sure. The other side of the argument would be, you should have asked, do you think it's a witch hunt or do you think it's a legitimate or, uh, investigation? And when you, and so far, when that choice has been posed, more people go for the legitimate investigation yeah. than the witch hunt. Well, by pretty good margins, usually. And, and, and the, well, the other aspect of that is all the polling that I've seen has shown that the vast majority, and even Republicans, want right. the report to be public whenever it is completed. They don't want it to be bottled up and never released by the Justice Department. They want this thing to have daylight. It kind of flies against the, the idea that it's a witch hunt, because I think people do see value right. in the results. The poll asks two questions. Mm-hmm. Has Trump been investigated more, and then, I guess, for political reasons, or is it a witch hunt? Yeah. And you could say yes to either one, really, and that's why people are thinking it got such a high response rate. Okay. So, like, I would almost say, yeah, he's been investigated more than other presidents. And for good I, and reason. For, <laughs> but you could say it's for political reasons. There may be good political reasons, but they're political reasons. They are, they're obviously. Based, but they're based in... They're based in reality. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that I can see where somebody might think, well, yeah, he is investigated more than other, yeah, other presidents. right, right. And, and still think that he's pretty crooked. Yeah. You know, so he was bragging about that. Only 28% had a high level of confidence in Mueller, mm. which that seemed just bizarre to me. That seems a little out of whack with uh Yeah, with you would have thought Fox News or Scott Rasmussen ran the poll. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, or... You know, I mean, again, his disapproval numbers are starting to level off a little bit. I mean, the fact of the matter is Trump has a base. It's a really strong base in the sense that, or it appears to be quite strong. Yeah. And um, so much so that Nancy Pelosi said she won't do impeachment. Yeah, that was was the result of a question that a reporter asked her as she was... uh, Getting in an elevator. But she was very, she was unequivocal, though. Right. Well, I think that was deliberate. It wasn't something that, obviously, when the elevator doors closed, she was like, oh, fuck, why did I say that? I think it was something she wanted to get out there to kind of put the brakes in some of the talk. Yeah. And She knows it's a political loser. It it absolutely is. There's, I mean... They don't have the votes in the Senate right. by a long it's shot. A, it's, it's, it's a fool's errand. Right. Because the Senate will never vote to convict, and then this will consume a lot of the political oxygen, and right. it will go nowhere. And I mean, the problem is there may be some basic measures of accountability that are being that are not being employed where they need to be. Yeah, and so they're you know. I get but, By I the get same token, I mean you can't if you don't have the votes. What can you? What can you do? Right. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't you rather spend time passing legislation that you ran on as a congressman, mm-hmm. and then campaign on those things because they got bottled up in the Senate, or if the Senate did pass them, Trump vetoed them. Like, right. you Your odds be- are better at beating them Absolutely. than they are on the You know, the one argument I've heard is that, you know, Trump can try to engineer a crisis to try to mm. create a rally around the flag effect. Well, Something could just happen, whether it's engineered or not. So you're opening a Pandora's box. You know, he might even be difficult 
transitioning out. There could be all sorts of things that happen. Well, we know that we, prevent is effective removal. I mean, that's the theory of Trump is that bad and that dangerous mm-hmm. that it requires that this level of action. Sure, and, and um, I, 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 most I, signs probably hint at that. Whether they say it definitively, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, ho- uh, please comment on the Facebook page. I'd be open to hearing yeah. what people think. Well, I think. Uh, the Mueller report should hopefully be, if nothing else, a tool for a discussion about like just how severe the problems are right. that the investigation is going to speak to. I mentioned that Rick, Uncle Rick, was talking about the presidential harassment. Oh, that's his new thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Presidential so, harassment. I mean, that's been, I guess that's one of Trump's favorite phrases, so Uncle Rick <laughs> is now... He he's now adopted that. that. It's like he's a constitutionalist against presidential harassment or something like that. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, he'll be back, I think, next time. He, oh, okay, he's, good. Uh, he's coming back up north. Uh, now that know, the uh, now the weather is uh, weather's starting to turn around. around and, yeah, the snow is melting. Yeah, he, well, you know, he's you can gonna, head back north. Good. Well, it it'll, it'll, out down at the timeshare down there. It'll be good to touch base on some stuff. With yeah. Him. Well, we could hear his theories about constitutional anti-presidential harassmentism or whatever it is he calls sure. it. Uh, speaking of which, speaking uh, of the Constitution, yeah, the Constitution. Uh, so we got word today that our former fearless leader uh, Scott Walker has been selected as the national honorary chair of the campaign for. A federal balanced budget amendment. Wait, don't Walker supporters like Uncle Rick say they're constitutionalists? Yeah, they like it so much they want to. They want to change it. it? <laughs> well, they want. I mean, if you like it they so want to much, make what it, the fuck do you have to have a convention over? They it? want to make it more perfect. I guess is the point. <laughs> balanced budget amendment sounds so so nice. Yeah, it's like it's it's just it's almost too good to be true that yeah. it would, that it would do everything that they would hope it would do. Yeah. So. The United States literally was founded on debt, not to mention a moral debt to the Native Americans and African Americans right. uh, who were violently exploited, yes. uh, genocidally. Uh, so you've got a, a lot of debt um, among just among the European friends. Uh, yeah. We owed a bunch to France and I think even Germany for fighting against uh, Britain mm-hmm. with us. Well, usually when you're running a surplus, it's because times are good. I mean, think back to the 90s when we were running a surplus, and then we cut taxes, and that went away. I get the argument. I understand it. The whole idea that, okay, you're, spe- you're, spending, you're spending more than, than you're taking in. I get it. Um, however, when you have a recession, when you have serious challenges, or you have national disasters that take place... Whether mm. whether you're know, related to acts of God or because uh, we you have a terrorist attack or something something awful happens, you have to be prepared and you have to have the flexibility to be able to spend money right. to make stuff better. And a balance of budget amendment is just going to put us in dire straits if the economy tanks and we don't have money to spend to make it better. It's well, a ter- also it's, it's actually, a government idea. is. The place to is an appropriate place to incur debts yeah. because um, a government is relatively permanent as long as it has the ability to manage its debt. Yeah, um, as long as you pay and pay its or... obligations <laughs> in a timely manner. That's the logic for fiscal stewardship. But. Well, it's always it's always a matter of you know what percent of the uh, GDP right. is. Deficit spending, right? It has to be managed. You can't get out of control. It's I mean, very high right now 
for an expansion peacetime era, or so to speak, peacetime era. And most of that fault is Trump's. He had a Republican Congress, and they had to pass their stupid tax bill, and that actually exacerbated the thing. But no, it was supposed to ge- it was supposed to generate more revenue. That's that's the the myth, yeah. you know, right, that is right. uh, supply side well, Walker right? had, and then Walker with his new job has this cute line about how Washington has failed. And there's a little bit of a dig on Trump in a way, but then if he's really serious about it, why didn't he become a never Trumper? Well, you know, he's basically coward. saying that Trump also is still not delivering. So yeah. the states have to deliver with the Walker He's, said, they're probably setting up for a post-Trump environment anyway when they can just turn it into a trope against Washington. Walker said where Washington has failed, the states must step up and lead using their constitutional authority to solve the problem. It's a cute line. And I, it, it is, and that's all it is. It's just a line. Because, yeah, states don't have states can't run deficits. They have mm-hmm. to have a, a balanced budget. How, however, as Walker proved, you can finance, you know, these things through fancy accounting. Well, they have a balanced stuff. budget, but it's a ba- budget balanced on debt. Yeah, right. It's really not a balanced budget. But well, okay. I, I mean, look at the state of the roads here in Wisconsin. I mean, he, right. he got rid of indexing the gas right. tax to inflation, and now our roads are a mess. Right. You have a deferred maintenance debt. Pretty much. That everybody, and, everybody in Wisconsin, we're paying for it yeah. through auto bills. Right, uh, because auto to, fix bills. Your, to fix your axle. Suspension, well, the brake that's, shots. That's economic development. Paul, <laughs> well, I mean, keep it a lot of keep a lot of. It's a, probably and, and, a really good quiet. idea to invest in uh, suspension tire brake brake jobs in Wisconsin. Yeah, other housekeeping. There were arguments heard today in Madison uh, in front of a Dane County judge around the lame duck laws uh, limiting the powers of uh, Tony Evers and Attorney General Josh Call. So we'll see what happens with that. We all kind of know the end game there. Um, we need the state supreme court that's well, reasonable. Assu- assuming that they're um, overturned or found unconstitutional, at least partially, you know, yeah, it's obviously going to gonna state be, court. It's going to be appealed all the way yeah. to the supreme court, and you know we have a election. Yes, yeah, a new bar needs to win. Um, Hagedorn has been pretty far behind. He's starting to at least consolidate his conservative base now. He's gotten some endorsements. Yeah, oh, really? From uh, uh, the, I, I, the I, I let's, believe let's the, ban all gays groups. Yeah. So no, hey, hey, the hate group. Which hate group? And oh, NRA. Well, that's yeah. a hate, pretty much a hate group too. Yeah. Anyway, I, I believe the police, Milwaukee police, Milwaukee police union, police union unfortunately, um, a so, sad, a sad union in many ways. So he's so he's gotten some. I think I some, do support some, some the police. I just don't like the Milwaukee union at all. I yeah, really. So he's gotten some right positive. Uh, news out of that, which is some of the first positive yeah, news. He's getting he's the, well, he's getting the conservatives to consolidate around him. This yeah. race leans obviously right now toward Newbauer, and Neubauer. it will it will um, like most court races probably swing pretty hard toward the right after they start pounding her, which will probably start at the end of this week. Yeah. Fortunately for you, you'll be in Montreal and you'll miss most of those ads, but we'll we'll send them. Yeah, send them to you. <laughs> you can expect some carpet bombing, scorched earth ads. WMC is still in the game. It's the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which is disclaiming themselves. So they're just okay. going to find a way to get money into this thing. Yeah, we're naive to think they won't. Well, April second, Tuesday, so, April second yeah. is the big day. Oh. So make sure your calendar is marked because because right now I don't feel like it's gotten a ton of attention. I mean, no. it's out there. Most of the articles I think have been I about got a long side. 
So yeah, we'll continue to talk about that one uh, leading up to election day. The DNC is obviously huge news that has consumed uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the talk this past week. A lot so of the there'll oxygen be oxygen in the state. Yeah, so we'll be talking more about that. We've got you know just we couldn't uh, even talk about the Bucks who are facing uh, their first sustained yeah probably real crisis of the season. Brogdon, Brogdon's out. For six to eight weeks, so okay. looking like the first round of the playoffs is going to be without Brogdon. So hopefully yeah. he makes it back for round two, assuming the Bucks make it through, and uh, and then we go from there. But yeah, that is a, that is a big loss. I was at the uh, Sixers game yesterday. Not the same team without him, right? No, it's not definitely not the same team. So it's, then again, uh, it was the first game. It was the first and game. They were still pretty close to the Sixers. They'll have to kind of probably recalibrate some of the plays and figure out how to approach things leading up to the playoffs without Brogdon. Yeah, yeah so All go right. Bucks. Go Bucks! Brewers about to start first pitch. Yeah, just uh, just uh, about a week, uh, about ten days Over away. Under on the wins this year. I gotta look at it. I don't know. I'll go with the conservative eighty-six. Eighty-six. I'm gonna lead closer to ninety. I hope so. But yeah. I don't want to be disappointed. Well, it's gonna be a competitive maybe eighty-eight. Okay, I'll say eighty-eight. It's a competitive. What the, what the heck? It's a competitive uh, division. division. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think they'll win as many as they did last year because you just don't have any very many weak teams in this division. And the Cubs still look good. Right. Forward, everyone. Forward. Right.